I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 11:60 AM. Okay, I have to tell you, I'm I'm surprised it took so long for this to actually happen. Newsroom just came in and uh, told me this was Nick Wyatt that a listener called in to complain about my anti-Trump views. He says I am obviously against the president. No, I am not against the president. I am against many of the president's actions. And the things that I think have just drained dignity from the office of the presidency of the United States. Uh, I am very concerned about that. Uh, this uh, listener who called in, and I appreciate your phone call, also complained that, hey, <laughs> I thought he retired, but you're still on the air spouting your anti-Trump views. Again, it's not anti. Well, if this is who the man truly is, which more and more... Maybe he is. Maybe maybe this is the real deal. You know, I was promised and I was told when we watched the campaign that now this isn't the real Donald Trump. This is just the persona that he is adopting right now so he can carve out a difference between himself and the other. You know, we had a plethora of uh, candidates. And uh, when he becomes president, you'll see a real difference. You'll see him, you know, basically take on the dignity. And I'll use a term from the culture in which I was reigned, uh, raised, he will take the mantle of the presidency very seriously. And you will see dignity. You will see responsible behavior. I was promised by one person in our delegation that, no, these tweets won't continue. They can't continue. They're so outrageous. They are so inappropriate. And they actually jeopardize national security. Uh, I won't tell you which of the delegation that was at the time because it was, uh, you know, I, I didn't have the permission to pass it along with a name. So um, am I anti-Trump? No. Am I anti much of the actions that I see from the president? Yes. I unabashedly tell you, yes. I was raised to believe that the presidency of the United States of America was a sacred trust. I was raised to believe that, and John Adams is the one that just emblazoned it. As a matter of fact, maybe we could actually find that that quote. The quote from John Adams, because I, I don't want to mess it up, because President Adams put it so beautifully, and it's engraved. And I think, uh, was it President Kennedy that actually had it engraved into the mantelpiece of the uh, the White House? But it's a sacred trust. It's you are not only the leader of the greatest nation that has ever existed 
on this planet, but you're also the leader of the free world. And I've, I've been sorely disappointed. Forgive me if that offends you, but I've been s- sorely disappointed by some of the things that, uh, that I have seen. And if that makes me anti-Trump in your view, then I, I, I guess I'll, I'll wear that because I'm very, very disappointed. Some of the things that the president has done uh, have been, I mean, the economy and different things like that. Uh, there are some, some things to tout. But sometimes I wonder, these successes have come at what price? At what price? And these successes have come short term, but will we have the foundation, the goodness, the, the foresight, the longevity, the relationships that great things are planted on and, and built upon? Because I worry sometimes, I worry that, yes, we have had some real short-term gains, but at what price? And, you know, it's interesting because even a big supporter of the president right now, somebody who rarely publicly takes on the president on anything, although certainly in the campaign he did, but it was Lindsey Graham. And Lindsey Graham has expressed some real concerns about especially the withdrawing of our troops in northern Syria. And there has been a G- this is one of the, the crawls, a GOP outcry over what has been proposed by the president. And Lindsey Graham, earlier today, on a very friendly program to the president, Fox and Friends, is saying that this is Lindsey Graham. The President Trump now is acting like President Obama. If I didn't see Donald Trump's name on the tweet, I thought it was uh, would be Obama's rationale for getting out of Iraq. So here's what's going to happen. This is uh, going to lead to ISIS reemergence. Uh, nothing better for ISIS than to create a conflict between the Kurds and Turkey. The Kurds will now align with Assad because they have nobody to count on because we abandoned them. So this is a big win for Iran and Assad, a big win for ISIS. I will do everything I can to uh, sanction Turkey if they step one foot in northeastern Syria. Uh, that will sever my relationship with Turkey. I think most of con- uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the Congress feels that way. I will do a resolution for mm-hmm. the president to reconsider this decision. The president's right about the ISIS fighters. Europe needs to do more. But, uh, you know, he's the president of the United States, and it requires leadership uh, when President Trump uh, excuse me, Obama was told what would happen in Iraq, it did, and I'm here to say that this is going to lead to the reemergence of ISIS, and the biggest winner of all this will be the Iranians, and that's too bad. That's Lindsey Graham, Senator Lindsey Graham, who is one of the uh, biggest uh, advisors outside of the, of course, cabinet and the, the uh, people that surround Mr. Trump in the White House. Uh, he is one of his biggest supporters now. And, boy, when he said, if, if I hadn't seen the president's name on it, I would have thought that came from President Obama. And then he also went up to say, and, boy, this is critical, I think. And, unfortunately, we have had a track record occasionally in this country of letting down the people that stepped up for us, fought for us, aligned themselves with us. And then they end up ended up paying a fairly severe price when we didn't, well, when we kind of cut them loose. Well, here's what I would, uh, I would hope people in the country want allies in the war. 
So when somebody steps up and helps America with ISIS, which is a threat to mankind, and we've had people killed in America because of ISIS inspiration, so the Kurds stepped up when nobody else would to fight ISIS. If we abandon them, good luck getting anybody to help America in the future with radical Islam, al-Qaeda, and ISIS. Uh, if you believe that Iran is a threat to the region, they're the biggest winner of this. And you may be tired of fighting radical Islam, but they're not tired of fighting you. I heard the same argument from President Obama, and all I can say is the campaign is over. I expect American president right. to do what's in our national security interest. Mm -hmm. It's never in our national security interest to abandon an ally who's helped us fight ISIS. It's never in our national security interest to create conditions for the reemergence of ISIS. To all those fighters, American soldiers who've died in the fight against ISIS, I feel terrible for you right. because they're going to come back. And you just, uh, you just dismembered Syria even further. Well, I'll tell you, the list of uh, prominent Republicans who are not only concerned but alarmed about this, I mean, Senator Marco Rubio, Nikki Haley, Representative Liz Cheney of Wyoming, third-ranking House Republican. The list goes on, including military leaders who are now saying, well, we're blindsided by this. We're going to uh, talk with Congressman Chris Stewart coming up in our next segment here at KSL. And with his background in the military, with his uh, position, on the House Intelligence Committee will get his take coming up next on Inside Sources at KSL.